Hey y'all, before we get into today's episode, I want to tell you about our fabulous February calendar. Monday, February 10th, we have a live podcast recording at the Bad Dog Theatre at 8pm with some other fantastic comedians from the Sonora Network and some dominatrices from the Ritual Chamber. Wednesday, February 12th, we have our Sex and Cinema event at Fox Theatre at 7.30pm. This is our kink edition in which we will be screening the film nine and a half weeks and then having a discussion about kink and BDSM afterwards. Friday, February 14th, we have our special Valentine's edition of Bedpost at Club M4 at 10 p.m. And then, of course, our usually scheduled Bedpost on Friday, February the 21st at the Social Capital Theatre at 8 p.m. Now, I hope to see one of your beautiful, shining faces out at one of our February events, specifically the live podcast recording. I have a feeling it might be up your alley. So until then, enjoy today's episode. Bye! Welcome to the Bedpost Podcast, which of course is the show where I bring fun and sexy guests into the studio to have in-depth conversations about sex and sexuality with me. And today, I actually don't have someone right in person in the studio with me. I have them over Skype. Colin in from uh, another another place in Canada. And though this person was in Toronto for a little bit, uh, I met him uh, at the Bedpost show. You guys heard of it? Um, <laughs> but I'm going to go ahead and introduce him uh, because we had a very funny way of coming in contact with each other. So I'd love to discuss that with him as well. Please welcome to the Bedpost podcast, male escort, Steve. Hi, Steve. Hi. Yeah, thanks for having me on the podcast. I'm, I'm really excited to share this experience with everybody. This is good. Definitely. And and why I asked you is because you came to see the, the show, the live show. I, yeah, I did. I did with Lady Azelle when I came to Toronto on a little, uh, uh, an impromptu kind of short visit to get away from the minus 40 in Edmonton. <laughs> and uh, it just so happened your your bedpost show was on and uh, it was fantastic. I, actually, I, I had a lot of fun uh, surprising your comedian friends. You know? <laughs> that was um, That was my husband, actually. So my husband pulls you up to stage to do some improv. <laughs> he has a surprising technique for, what did he say, crushing dicks? I, I don't know. It was really, you had to be there. I think we're, we're, we're alienating some of the crowd. Crushing dicks to death, I think, is exactly that's, what he's... <laughs> that, that's the one. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. It was, uh, yeah, so we went up and did a, did a little Im- impromptu... Uh, improv skit and yeah it was very entertaining and uh, and it was it was it was a ton of fun it rounded out my toronto experience for sure <laughs> good i'm so glad and why i thought you might like to do the podcast is because you were so you were just so lovely on stage and very open and very positive and you just seemed like a great dude so i uh, you know i think you you might have messaged me on twitter just to be like oh thanks i enjoyed myself and i was like oh my god thank you for letting my crazy husband drag you up on stage <laughs> yeah 
uh, now that you say he's your husband, you know, a bunch of dots kind of connect now, but mm-hmm. uh, it was, uh, yeah, uh, it's fun. I, I, I think you're probably one of the second people in my life ever described me as lovely. So that, that that's a, that's a plus. <laughs> that's something. Um, but, you know, uh, I'm pretty, I'm pretty outgoing and, and I, and I don't shy away from the fact that, you know, uh, kind of my, my second job or my part-time job is, is male escorting mm-hmm. um and and i have a lot of fun with it i mean i have a lot of fun with everything i do in my life and i just think it's just another way to to touch people's lives and and really uh live an outrageous life which is really my goal <laughs> to riff, live outrageously i love that so why don't we start then with like how you started on this track to become a professional male escort the foundations of that story are actually in Toronto, of all the strange places. Cool. So uh, I was in Toronto, you know, for unrelated work, of course, at this time. Uh, and, and I was staying downtown at the Grand Hotel. And uh, I ran into a lady downstairs, this, you know, mature, beautiful, tall Danish lady, just gorgeous. And, and we just started chatting. Um, one thing kind of led to the other, and, and we hit it off. We had a great connection. And in the morning, you know, she was in a rush to get ready. She's this professional, you know, art dealer, very well put together. And there was $400 left on the nightstand. I'm like, oh, it's not mine. I left. (laughs) You left. And and I left. I was like, okay, good. You know, high five. See you later. That was awesome. Um, And then the next, that that day or that night, we we met up again. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of like a repeat of of the same scenario. And she put the $400 in my hand and gave me another $400 and said, this is for you. And I'm like, I was so confused. I was like, I don't, I'm just a tradesman. Well, I don't know. <laughs> She's like, this is how I keep it separate. And I was like, oh, well, if you're insistent on having crazy, wild, awesome sex with me and giving me money. <laughs> I just, it was like I won the lottery, right? I was like, okay, cool. Um, and this arrangement kind of went on and repeated itself for a year where we would, you know, she would fly into wherever I happened to be traveling in Canada. Uh, and it just repeated itself over and over and over again, this cycle. Um, I thought I was doing great at 400 bucks a night. I was (laughs) right. Little did I know, but you know, Hey, you you don't know what you don't know. (laughs) Figured the going rate was about 78 or 80 cents an hour. So I was, I was winning. Um, <laughs> and uh, after a year, you know, the, that kind of relationship ran its course, you know, and, and the details of which, you know, don't really need to be discussed, but mm-hmm. all good things must come to an end, I think. Sure. And uh, and I just kind of let that experience go, right? Just kind of like set it off to the side and fast forward like four years. And um, my girlfriend at the time, you know, who I'm still with. Uh, was really curious about, you know, escorting in the adult industry. And, and uh, so I said, well, never putting two and two together because, mm-hmm. you know, let's face it, I'm not that swift, I guess. Uh, I said, look, let's let's go and explore it together. And, and uh, so we started interviewing, you know, ladies in the industry. Uh, as, you know, I'm sure everybody's well aware, there aren't that many men in the industry mm-hmm. um, that, that would embody the type of, 
experience that I would be entertained in, in, in providing for women because I'm not uh, a gay male escort and I don't service male clients. Okay. Um, so we went, uh, we went and interviewed a couple of ladies and then uh, she decided that she, she wanted to give it a go. She wanted to try being a full service escort. Uh, and in Edmonton, they have a licensing program. Mm-hmm. So we went to hooker school. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds weird. But the city of Edmonton puts on this mandatory, you know, information session for a day uh, where they, it was, it's actually kind of a neat program. They bring in a social worker, they bring in enforcement, they bring in a sex educator. Wow. Um, and it's, and it's a whole day program of like, you know, here's, here's what the adult industry looks like and here's some of the tools and they bring in the center to end all, uh, sexual exploitation cease, you know, and they bring in, uh, like I said, a social worker, they bring in a couple of police officers to talk about enforcement, the rules, the laws, and then you get licensed by the city of Edmonton. Um, so wow. the license is free, right? And it just, uh, it, you know, you're supposed to put the license number in your ads and make it visible. And I, I, I think it's a great structure. It needs a little bit of fleshing out. I would like to see a little more like health and wellness focus uh, and follow-ups. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we went, we went to this, uh, this, education seminar i'm sure the city of edmonton is probably crawling out of their skin for me calling it hooker school um, <laughs> and, uh, and so then there we are we're, we're we're newly licensed you know we're we've got these you know we've got a printed card that says you know steve rhino guy in my picture and uh, i'm an escort right okay cool now what <laughs> I'm just gonna crush some dicks or something to death um, to death yeah to death yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, and so for me, I just, I just kind of like, uh, where do I start? Like, what do I do? Yeah. And I just started a Twitter and I said, well, all right, start a Twitter account and, uh, uh, started to try to find some places to advertise, which I, I found quite challenging as a male escort that it's all very focused on female escorts, so yeah. female provided services. Um, and the fact that I'm not servicing male clientele, actually, I found it very, very challenging. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, Susie, of course, you know, the beautiful, talented, amazing young lady, uh, found it no problem at all. She had lots of interest right away, mm-hmm. no figure, mm-hmm. uh, and decided that she was just going to take it easy and, and uh, interviewed a couple of uh, um, spas in Edmonton mm-hmm. and, and kind of dipped her toe in, you know, in the, in the adult industry, in the spas, which, let's face it, not an option for a guy like me. Right. Uh, so I just started kind of, you know, putting it out there on Twitter, you know, who I was and what I was about. I went for a professional photo shoot for the first time in my life. <laughs> 44 years old, I don't know. <laughs> you know, the professional photographer, you know, he, he does boudoir photography and he's trying to give me, you know, pointers like, okay, well, flex your butt. And I'm like, what? <laughs> no, I think you got the wrong idea. That's, uh, yeah, no. So we actually we had a we, we had a lot of fun with it. It was, it was it was quite a riot. And so I had these professional photos taken, and and uh, you know just kind of putting my personality out there and, and letting people know who I am. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, surprisingly, the first first bookings I ever got were actually from other service providers. You know, oh, like I ladies love in that. the industry. Yeah, um, which surprised me actually very very much so. And and uh, it was just fantastic experience uh and since then i would say you know 
50% of my clientele has been uh, other service providers in the industry, really? you know, and then uh, almost the rest of it is, is couples. Yeah. Um, and I'm starting to expand my portfolio with uh, like the ultimate boyfriend experience, kind of, I call it, right? So mm-hmm. you get... Uh, you get this tradesman that comes in, and I'm like the plumber from Pornhub, but I'll actually fix your sink, right? Uh, <laughs> you yeah. actually do. Oh, I love I'll it. Actually I love it. Fix your sink, you know, or I call it, I'll do the blue jobs, right? I'll come in and, you know, whatever. There's there's always something, right? And, and I'm a tradesman, so, you know, show up with my tools and take care of whatever the blue job is, and then, you know, finish with maybe a sensual erotic massage or cervical attitude adjustment you know whatever's needed and And you specifically do say and I know my husband can attest you you do put in your twitter bio that you have tradesman hands (laughs) yeah uh, that's one of the compliments I get from from uh from ladies in particular is like when it comes to uh, any of the body work you know massage or sensual touching or anything like that I mean I'm I'm six foot three, two hundred and eighty pounds. I've been a tradesman essentially my whole life. So, you know, when I get my hands on something, it's you know, <laughs> yeah, you know. I don't, know I, I don't know how to, you know, really deliver that message without being overly graphic. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my husband. If, hu- if I touch you, you're gonna know. You're gonna know. <laughs> Yeah, my husband was like, that man has the strongest handshake I've ever had. It's very funny. Well, don't tell him I took it easy on him because he kind of looked a little hipsterish. <laughs> I will. I will tell him that. I'm like, oh, this guy's a comedian. I better be joking. <laughs> <laughs> he's an, an action He's a um, city. Yeah, he's a city boy. He's a creative type. I better not <laughs> unleash the beast on him. Um, no, okay. I, you know, so that was, it was, the, it, it was a neat way to meet a fella. There you go. Totally. So, okay. Maybe we can go through, uh, the other things that are here that you, that you do. So you do this ultimate BFE, this ultimate boyfriend experience, which I love that concept. Um, like so, so much other things you do, you have bull on here. Can you talk about that service a little bit? Yeah, so uh, um, what I found uh, entering the industry was, you know, I had couples, actually, usually the male half couple, usually, I shouldn't say usually, every single time, um, <laughs> that, that have this fantasy, there's this hot wife fantasy that's really in cuckolding, that's kind of really taken hold, um, you know, I, I don't know that it's overcome big black cocks in search histories yet, but, but it's probably coming. It's up there, yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> Sometimes my humor is lost on people. Let's just get that out there. Um, so, so these, you know, I've had couples that reach out to me uh, that have tried to engage another male. Like, you know, they go to the bar, they go, you know, online, uh, and they're like, they they want to have that male, female, male kind of threesome experience, or they're looking for more of a cuckold, hot wife type of experience, mm-hmm. which is, you know, if you're not familiar, you know, it, it has to do with the focus on the female. Um, and, and a lot of guys, a lot of fellas out there seem to, you know, respond to these couples and then not be able to perform or, or to deliver like a, this is going to sound shitty, but like a feminized experience, which is yeah. not what these couples are looking for. Right. Right. Um, so the bull is like, uh, you know, where I've, where I've found more demand is, is, uh, 
where I come in and, and, you know, in an alpha male type role and, um, take care of the needs of the, of the lady Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and, uh, in a, in a more alpha aggressive fashion. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then, (laughs) and then there's that safety and security blanket. Uh, you know, it's just a, you know, it's, it's a performance, right. I'm not going to try to date their wives or take them away or meet them for coffee at lunch at their work or anything like that. It's just, you know, come in and engage in the fantasy uh, and then and then move along. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, you know, the other the other end of that has been kind of morphed into uh, a more gentle approach, which is where, you know, uh, you get the, the consummate housewife or mother that's always in that role. Uh, and then you get a, you know, a fellow that works out of town and he's maybe gone for two or three weeks at a time. He wants to do something special. Um, you know, some of these guys are great guys and they're really meaning well, but they don't have a lot of that sensuality touch. Right. So, uh, I've, I've been able to go in and, and do like a central massage, like a forehanded massage and teach the, teach the other man kind of how to touch or, or exploring different ways to touch his wife or exploring different energies or avenues. Um, I love that. And, so like a hands-on workshop. Right. You know, and, uh, you know, with, without sounding too graphic, there was this one couple and it was a four-handed massage and this lady has five kids under 10. Oh, She's currently yeah. breastfeeding two of them, right? Like oh. she's never out of mummy mode. And so we managed to, you know, do the candles and essential oils and, and, and have a really nice massage to get her to relax. And I showed him or I taught him how to make her squirt. <laughs> she didn't realize that she could do it. He didn't realize he could do it. And then, you know, they're both looking at me after the event like they're traumatized. And I'm like, just go hug your wife. It's okay. You know? She's <laughs> like, she's crying. Why is she crying? Did you break her? And I'm like, no, just go and hug her. It's okay. Really, um, I so love it. I love it. I, I have a it. lot of I have a lot of fun with it, you know, because I I try to bring just a you know a lighthearted you know approach. We're all just human at the end of the day. Yeah, where do you think you learned um, about sensuality and about the importance of and the nuance of touch? Like, where did you learn all that? Oh, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> I was. You know, I was married for 20 years, and uh, my wife, uh, my ex-wife, uh, you know, we explored a lot of different avenues together, but we, you know, at the end of the day, I think we're better not not being together, mm-hmm. um, and it was after my marriage ended, uh, and I started, you know, dating, and, and, and I was really paying attention to the women, because I'd never had that real experience. I got married very young, and it was it was these women that I dated after the end of my marriage that really taught me. Hmm. Uh, they taught me, you know, they were, they were, they were able to have a dialogue. This is what I like. This is what I don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's it. It's all been, you know, excuse the vernacular, very hands-on, very hands-on. <laughs> <laughs> I love how uh, you keep being worried about being, being too explicit <laughs> on this podcast. Well, well. You know, I, I think I think there's there's a there's a time and place, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but in my day to day life, I'm a, I, you know the reality is I'm a father of three teenagers, right? And uh, and I think that that 
you know, these discussions can be had in an adult fashion without having to, you know, delve into the vulgarities or, or to divulge the explicit details mm-hmm. unless it's called for. I mean, if that's, if that's part of the conversation, for sure, we can go there. But this is a podcast. And <laughs> I personally, you know, if my daughter hears my voice on this podcast, mm-hmm. I want to be able to look her in the eye at the kitchen table and, and, and be proud of who I am as a man. Mm-hmm. So that said, people in your life are aware of the work you do? My friends, yes, mm-hmm. my friends are, um, and of course, you know, the people in the industry, industry professionals, I do show my face, mm-hmm. um, but it's not something I've openly disclosed with, say, my children or my ex-wife, Right. you know, uh, if, if they question me on it, I'll own it, you know, that's, that's it, but it's kind of one of those don't ask, don't tell, uh, I do have, you know, a full-time day job, I'm self-employed entrepreneur, and, and, mm-hmm. uh, the two paths don't cross. Right. Don't intersect. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm, I mean, no, no shame or judgment there, obviously. Um, of course. I, I consider myself very privileged to be able to be as open as I am, but I'm just, I'm just always curious at other people's kind of level of disclosure and how that kind of affects them and affects their practice. Yeah. I have no shame around it, but you know, with a, 16 and a 14 year old daughter and a 13 year old son, you know, might, might make their junior and high school careers a little bit different. Exactly. So, you know, I, I, I'm very conscientious about, about that. And then I'm also conscientious about the way I present myself in the industry. I mean, there's, there's a lot of, uh, different people in the industry. There's a lot of people that engage in, in sexuality and human services and, and body work, uh, of course on different levels. I just want to, take the higher road. Yeah, definitely. And it's just kind of interesting, right? Like, I, I think people in general don't realize how, how in contact they are with sex workers. Like, we're everywhere, and there are so many different types of sex work, and so many different types of people do sex work, and it's just, um, I think that's very interesting, you know, like, that you're, you're a contractor, you're a tradesman in your day job, you're a family man, on and on, that people wouldn't necessarily look at you and think, oh, he's a male escort. Um, and I think that is important to say because you can't, you can't say what a sex worker looks like because there are so many different sex workers. And that's been one of the most thrilling pieces of the adventure for me into you know, the industry, the sex work industry as a, as a whole is the, the different personalities, the different people, the different body shapes and styles and, yeah. and specialties and ideas. Uh, I've been exposed to so much more than I anticipated and, and met some absolutely incredible people uh, in it just by being involved in the industry. You know? um, Definitely. Now, the, the interesting thing is, you know, as a, as a middle-aged cisgender straight white male mm-hmm. um i encounter a lot of resistance <laughs> which i find i find it you know really humorous right um i can't tell you how many uh, very poorly written private messages i've received telling me i have no business being in the industry oh. um, it's, it's entertaining yeah <laughs> I mean, yeah. What what is the main thing people are coming up against? 
Um, you know, a lot of the pushback, oddly, uh, a lot of the pushback I get is from uh, female escorts oh. uh, in the industry that that don't agree with. You know, I I take a I take a pretty strong stand against some of the review board culture, and and I don't want to really want to delve too far into that. But you know, I I'm not a fan of that particular avenue. I, I yeah. think it's kind of a, a really poor avenue for exposure and advertising though you know it's been it's been the lifeblood uh for a lot of ladies in the industry and i've i've been an outspoken uh opponent to that culture yeah and that and and, uh so i i've definitely ruffled a few feathers that way yeah i feel like a lot of us um you know, have to use certain avenues to advertise and whatnot that we don't necessarily love. Um, but it's the way it is and it's kind of the way we have to do things. And yeah, it's unfortunate sometimes. It's it's like, I think we all have conflicted feelings about, you know, the way we have to market ourselves, the way we have to advertise, the way we have to engage with clients online and whatnot. It's like, yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot there to be, you know, kind of, <laughs> to be, to feel conflicted about, for sure. So I well, hear you. And, and I'm not a survival sex worker. So, right. you yeah. know, I just, I just refuse. If it doesn't fit within my parameters, I'm just like, no, nah, I'm not interested. And I, and that's a very privileged position to be coming from, right? And I recognize that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so... I'm, I, it doesn't say here on your Twitter bio. However, I did see you hanging out with Lady Azelle, and I may have seen a couple posts on Twitter that you were working with possibly some doms while you were here in Toronto. So is that something that you do as well? It's a new avenue. Actually. Yeah? Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's, um, uh, I haven't been involved in that, in that avenue of the industry at all until my trip to Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm finding it quite entertaining, quite interesting <laughs> to be, to, to work, um, to experience that different dynamic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't fully decided where I want to land on that spectrum yet. <laughs> um, there's, there's times and, and, and I, and I mean no disrespect, but there, there's times where it's all I can do not to laugh because. Yeah. I mean, know, same. That, <laughs> it's like, Oh, okay. Well, urethral sounding's a thing. I, I had no idea. All right. I, good, I literally cool. just came back from a sounding session. <laughs> That's where I was when I was like, Oh, I'm not home yet. I'll be home in a half hour. Call you on Skype. Then I was doing a sounding session with someone. Yeah. It, there you go. There right? you and, go. <laughs> and there's, and, and it's interesting because it, again, it's just exposure to more avenues of, you know, uh, expression of sexuality and, and desire and fantasy and, um, it, you know, it, for me, it's kind of a privilege to be invited into that space or into that energy, right? To to yeah. to help fulfill that that aspect, that energy, that uh, that fantasy for that that other person, that other human. So yeah. it's, it's pretty cool. Um, I don't know that I'll be like, you know, wielding paddles anytime real soon. No. <laughs> never say never, right? <laughs> yeah. Do you, um, so when you are booked um, with, with the female, say, um, do you tend to take on kind of a dominant role or kind of that hyper-masculine role? Like, is that kind of what is expected of you? 
Yes. Yeah. yeah. So the, the way that I view it in, the, in, in the, my, my role in, in this is, is the, it's like the super self. I think that's a term that was bandied about a little bit. Yeah. Um, I am by nature in my life, uh, I'm, uh, I consider myself an alpha male. You know, I'm a leader in my community. Uh, I'm not shy or I'm, I'm, I'm very vocal. Yeah. Um, I'm involved in all aspects and, and I have a strong male persona. Yeah. So when I'm engaged in a booking, you know, it's, it's just, it's exactly who I am just maybe amped up, you know, and yeah. it's, it's another 20%. Um, so I do tend to take on uh, a much more alpha role, much more dominant role, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, the women and the couples that book me are generally a little bit, you know, maybe timid or a little bit shy or a little bit nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, and so by me compensating to the other end of the spectrum, uh, it gives them kind of a little bit of comfort zone. Yeah, for and, sure. And I'm very and and I'm very capable in that role. I, I quite enjoy it. Yeah, so you don't find it a conflict like um, you know, between your, your regular personality and between the personality kind of you're expected to exude in a session. No, because it's, it's still just me. Yeah. It's very synonymous you, with your, you, you, yeah, it's still, it's not like I'm shifting, you yeah. know, I'm, you get me, you just get <laughs> uh, the best of me. And that's what you're, that's what you're, you know, when I'm selling my time, uh, I'm selling the best of me. You're not going to get the guy with the headache or, you know, the, <laughs> the, the kids that are, you know, calling or the, the school that wants the report turned in or any of that. There's no, you get sole focus. And, yeah. uh, and from, from what I understand, that can be a lot of fun. I have a lot of fun. Yeah. What's your favorite part of your work? <laughs> this is going to sound really strange coming from, uh, you know, a, 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 an admittedly alpha male, but really the connection. Yeah. Um, being able to uh, touch people's lives in a really positive way and, and to see at the end of a session or at the end of a, like a, at the end of a connection, uh, you get to see that other human and they've actually had a chance to experience a fantasy or to, to live out or, you know, to, to just be accepted for who they are. You know, um, one of my favorite experiences was this lady, uh, 37 years old. Mm-hmm. She's been single for 10 years, sick of the dating game, sick of everything. You know, a really lovely lady by all measures. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just nobody had touched this woman in a romantic or sexual way in 10 years. Wow. Uh, and it was almost like, you know she got a chance to really reconnect with a part of herself. And I don't want to make it seem like I'm some guru, swami, (laughs) (laughs) oh, great healer. But it was a really powerful moment for both of us. Mm -hmm. And uh, she only, she she never even talked to me again. But uh, I really hope she's doing well. That's lovely. Yeah, I, I find the same thing with my work. I, you know, some of the clients are people who are just like, touch starved, you know, and just craving to be in, in an intimate space with another person. And it's, it's invaluable really. And, uh, yeah, it's funny how, how people's minds, you know, can be completely blown, you know, after a session with me, it's like you, you have to constantly like put yourself in check that you're like, 
okay, I'm not like this magical. <laughs> I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm just some big fucking jerk and, and that's okay, you know? Yeah. Um, and you're like, but, but not to mitigate, you know, how important it is to be touched and to be well, and, paid and attention be to. Yeah. Accepted. Exactly. You know? Yeah. But we can, yeah, we can do all those things for each other. I'm not like, I'm not special. I just do it. I just do it well, you know, and I like what I do. Um, yeah. But we all have the potential to give that just completely mind blowing thing to another person, you know. And, and that, you know, for me, that's a really powerful experience, right? Like to, to just to, to be able to, you know, experience that with that other human. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I, I really feel very lucky to like share somebody being vulnerable. You know, I feel like that's so precious and fu- so amazing and so powerful. I'm just like, feel so, you know, so just lucky to, for, to be in witness of that and to help them facilitate them connecting to that part of themselves. I'm just like, ah, I love my job. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. I, I concur. Yeah, yeah. I concur. Absolutely. Mm. So what we're going to do now, uh, if that's all right with you, Steve, we're going to take a little bit of a break. And then we're going to come back in the second half of the podcast. We have a bunch of listener questions. Because when I put this out into uh, the, the Twitter sphere and the Instagram sphere, that I was going to be interviewing a male escort, people went crazy with the questions. So we've got a lot. So let's take a little bit of a break, and then we'll be right back with Mail Escort Steve. Bring it on. (laughs) Let's take a moment to talk about our lovely sponsors, shall we? First of all, Oasis Aqua Lounge is a water-themed sex club located right here in Toronto at 231 Mutual Street. Oasis is inclusive of all genders and orientations and is shame-free when it comes to pleasure and play. Check them out at their website, oasisaqualounge.com. Unicorn Collaborators is the local leather business of two queer unicorns. They specialize in luxurious and colorful harnesses for all body types, and even craft non-conventional ones for your thigh, fist, or foot. Check them out at their Etsy shop under Unicorn Collaborators. Lovecrafters Toys is a non-gendered fantasy sex toy line that makes weird and wonderful dildos in the shape of tentacles, unicorn horns, mermaid tails, and more. Their high-quality silicone is hand-poured right here in Toronto. Check out their Etsy shop at Lovecrafters Toys. ComeAsYouAre.com is a trans-owned, trans-operated sex shop that also happens to be feminist and anti-capitalist. They carry only the best sex toys and want to give you the best price possible. Next time, use the coupon code BEDPOST, that's B-E-D-P-O-S-T, when checking out at ComeAsYouAre.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Bed Post Podcast. I, of course, am your host, Aaron Pym, and I'm here with a male escort, Steve the Rhino. How are you doing? Doing great. I'm actually really enjoying myself. This Uh, has been a lot of fun so far. Looking forward to answering all of the questions from the inquiring minds. All the inquiring minds want to know. (laughs) So maybe we'll start here with um, Sexy Pineapple from Twitter. 
wants to know. Uh, they have a few, so we'll go one by one. How did you grow your client base? Uh, wow. Um, yeah, as we discussed a little earlier, advertising platforms have been a little bit challenging for me, mm-hmm. uh, mainly uh, Twitter and word of mouth. Word of mouth has been good. Referrals from other service providers, uh, full service or otherwise. Um, and actually, I, I've had a couple of ladies be like, oh, you need to go and see my friend. <laughs> That's always so, the best, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I wonder what the conversation over, you know, Moscato is on a Friday night after that. I, I'm curious. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So you're on Twitter. That's Is that mostly where they come in? Or uh, are there websites for male escorts, like at all? Uh, none that I've found that are very effective. Yeah. Um, mainly Twitter, and I advertise on a, on a platform called Discreet List. It's okay. been, you know, pretty good. It's It's seems to be a functional platform. Okay, very cool. Yeah. Uh, Other than that, uh, you know, I've been really challenged finding avenues to advertise on um, just because I don't think that the demand is all that high yet. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, that was a question that I don't think actually is here in the listener one. So I'm just going to go ahead and ask, like, what, what is the market like? How many of you exist I know, I know male escorts that, that are like pansexual or bisexual that service kind of both genders or all genders, but for a straight male escort, like how, there's got to be more of you. <laughs> there are, there are a few, um, you know, and just, you know, by being out in the, in the Twitter world is where I've been really coming across other, other male escorts that are, that are, you know, the, the straight male escort. Yeah. Um, I can tell you that in, in Canada, I think there's probably six that are, you know, advertised, uh, you kind of spread across Like there's a couple in, in Toronto and mm-hmm. two in, two in Vancouver that I'm aware of. And then, you know, like a little, we're kind of spread out a little bit. Um, six in all of few, Canada. <laughs> there's yeah. And that I'm aware of, right. Wow. And then, uh, there's a few in the States and a couple in Australia that I chat with once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are more that are, gender inclusive, I guess, you know, uh, um, that service both genders or, you know, uh, have different clientele or different specialties. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course that's not touching on any of the, like the pro dom world, which I'm, you know, just recently being exposed to. Yeah. So I'm, you know, I'm sure there are other male uh, sex workers that are, you know, straight male sex workers, but I don't think there's very many. And truly, if I had to rely on this as a, like a, income to support my family and think that uh, it would it would be a catastrophic failure <laughs> <laughs> you know, if it's a hobby and i enjoy it you know it's better than collecting n-scale trains down at the legion so what the fuck? let's go <laughs> yeah it's just slightly better just slightly better than that yeah <laughs> so okay the next question uh from sex sexy pineapple um they want to know uh what what would you say your brand is? Um, my brand is the the alpha male boyfriend experience. Yeah. Right? Uh, subject to change and all those fun things, right? But but really, uh, I deliver the, you know that that uh, boyfriend experience package where you know if you will go out for dinner, uh, you know I can clean up reasonably well so that you can take me to a Chuck E. Cheese or whatever. And, you know, <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese. 
I'm pretty good with like 50 tokens, and I don't even have to worry about it. Uh, you but, good at the ski ball? Oh, <laughs> well, I like the Space Invaders. I'm old school. Yes. <laughs> yeah, get me in an arcade, and I can yeah. really please a woman. Um. Uh, but I've been—I'm a world traveler, you know. I—I've been—I've I've traveled extensively, you know. I'm pretty familiar with the different cultures and different customs. I can hold my own in a conversation, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's at a Chuck E. Cheese, you know, with a soccer mom, or if it's at an art gallery, or if you know we're in uh, New York, it, uh, you know. So I've developed an interesting skill set, uh, and I'm kind of able to fit in. Uh, in a bunch of different areas and, and I've had ladies that have taken me to you know company events where it's like they wanted a plus one for their Christmas party or yeah. they wanted a, a plus one for a wedding um, wow. and and uh, it's it's a lot of fun because I can still just go and be me uh, you know without being the, the you know typical skeezy gigolo fella or something. You know, I don't know I, <laughs> I'm just making shit up now <laughs> Um, okay, and third question from Sexy Pineapple: What do you think are the things that have made you a successful sex worker? What I'll keeps let you what know keeps when them? I get there. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, how do I measure success? I, mean, I don't know. That is a great. That's a great point. What keeps them coming uh, back? Do you have Do you have people that will book you again? And what ke- What gets people to refer you? You know. You know, I I think the because for me the focus is on the human it's not on the you know the penis and the vagina which you know whatever right i mean um i will never disclose any of my stats as far as what the size is and believe it or not and people won't believe it i've never measured i don't care it's what i got what am i going to do with it um so my focus is on the human my focus is on the the whole being wellness and and uh taking care of the, of, of the details and, and really having the intense focus on, you know, whoever's engaging my services at that time. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of what, what keeps people coming back, uh, you know, is, is that we actually develop a genuine connection. You know? my, my style and my brand is not, you know, the half hour full service special. <laughs> you know, it's just... You're, First of all, I'd love to meet the lady that would pay for that because she'd be entertaining as all get out. And, and second of all, like, what am I going to do in a half an hour? Mm-hmm. I can barely do anything in an hour. Like lately, I'm finding an hour so tight. Half hour, I don't, I can't even fathom. Okay, so this question, uh, this is a cute question on Instagram from Shala, and she wants to know, what is your most requested date? Like going to a fancy event, dinner, clubbing, family gathering? <laughs> <laughs> that would be a first. Uh, you know, well, like, I guess a wedding would be as close to a family gathering as I've ever been invited to. Uh, I, you know, to date, to date, it's been uh, private engagements, uh, typically one-on-one uh, or with couples, right? Mm-hmm. Um, where it's, uh, uh, you know, just that really gentle, kind of romantic, sensual boyfriend-girlfriend experience. Right? And, where like, do you, uh, so do you do out calls? This wasn't a question from this listener, but do you do an out call or do you rent an in-call facility? How do you kind of go about, um, go about it? 
Uh, yeah, it depends. Uh, I find that with couples, they'll like to book an Airbnb or a hotel room and then turn it into like a romantic getaway for themselves. Yeah, right, right. Um, so I'll out call to their space. Uh, um, or, you know, if it's other uh, service providers, typically they want to, uh, I'll get an in-call location, you know, right. and I've managed to, to generate kind of a network of uh, in-call locations that are sex-friendly or sex-positive, right? Yeah. Yeah, very cool. And 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 so yeah, it's it's everything I do is outcall. Let's face it. I mean, nobody wants to hang out with my kids and dogs, really. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It'd be a little awkward. But uh, <laughs> the fly me to user, you know, fly me to user are starting to become a little more of a thing. Like that's what uh, actually brought me out to Toronto was a lady that was inquiring about you know hiring me to come and and uh, have a date. Mm-hmm. And so I just booked a trip, and away we went, and that's what brought me out to Toronto. So those I'm looking forward to more of those kind of adventure, excursion, longer, you know, maybe Caribbean vacation type getaways or Israel. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I would love to do an adventure date to India. I'd take somebody and just blow their mind and take them through the old cities of Amritsar. Whatever, let's do it. Oh my God, Jesus, yeah, no It'd kidding. Be, be awesome. Yeah. Sure. I, I, am, I am a traveler. So, I'm a, you know, if anybody's like, hey, let's go to northern Thailand and backpack, I'd be like, yes. I'm in. <laughs> Amazing. So, okay, this is from on Instagram, Moral Moriarty. I like that. He says, are your clients in it for companionship, sexual gratification, or is, or is it mostly a power dynamic? Um, wow, that's a great question. Yeah, um, it is. All of the above and none of the above. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it depends, right? Like um, um, when I get the couple that wants like the hot wife cuckold experience, then it's about the power dynamic, right? Right. Um, and that can be fun, but that's like performance. It's like I'm being hired to, to perform, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and it's like, you know, I got to put on a mask and I'm, I'm still me, but I'm kind of like arms length me, right? Right. Uh, and then the rest of my clientele are looking for a, an actual authentic sexual experience, right? I mean, they know, and I know no bones about it, that this is, you know, body work, that this is, yeah. you know, what they you know, don't want to be vulgar, but this is, that's what it is. Right. <laughs> but they want that level of connection and authenticity there. You know, if they just wanted to get a really, you know, terrible experience, they can swipe on Tinder. Exactly. So, so they want that sensuality with, uh, with the intense sexuality as a part of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And totally. luckily I haven't let too many people that. <laughs> hey, there you go. <laughs> I should start handing out like little like review cards or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And mail it into the local review board so they can burn it in effigy or something. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great idea. <laughs> fill up, don't forget to fill out your comment card <laughs> before you yeah. go. Here's a golf pencil. I stole them. <laughs> Here's a golf pencil. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> oh, Lord. So, okay. Um, this is from Noah Cloese on Instagram and he says what services are most requested slash popular and what demographics are common another solid question you know I I've some good followers I have some smart ass followers 
Yeah. They're good. I struggle a little with the vernacular of services requested because, like, I don't know, I'm not a fucking Arby's. Like, right, geez, right, right. I don't know. I'll take this and I'll take that. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, most of the time, people that engage, you know, in conversations with me are looking for um, an alpha male experience, like a, a boyfriend, a man to come in and bring the masculinity um, and with, uh, you know, a, a genuine connection, right? Um, I've actually probably refused 30 to 40% of the dates that I've been asked on just because there's no connection. Right. And if there, and if there isn't a connection, then, you know, maybe there's somebody else that's better suited for you. I don't know. You know I, I'm not... Like I, like I said, I'm coming at it from a privileged position. I'm not a survival sex worker, so I, I am a little more uh, choosy. Right, yeah. With who I share my time and energy and, and attention with. Yeah, and I think, I mean, again, also speaking from not, you know, I'm not a survival sex worker either, but I think that's kind of when you are privileged enough to be able to choose who you work with, I mean, that's where it's at, baby, like, because, oh boy, when you're not careful about who you spend time with and exchange energy with and all that, it's like, oh, the wear and tear on you can just be incredible, right? So ideally, I feel like if you can get to a point where you can say no to ones that that you want to say no to, like, that's absolutely ideal, right? And, and it's hard, too, right? Because there's a part of my ego that's like, well, yeah, man, let's do this. But yeah, realizing that the cost to engage in that exactly. is going to be too high. And that, that's been a hard-one lesson, you know. That, that was an expensive lesson to learn. Exactly. I think, And I think that's common with a lot of new sex workers or young, you know, sex workers, green sex workers, that you just say yes, 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 yes to everything. And then you completely fucking burn out and you're like, oh, no, <laughs> like I can't you can't say yes to everything, you know, as much as we would all like to. It's just not Which fucking is, possible. You know, and that's by going into the industry as a, you know, a, a mature individual. Right. Yeah. I think I had a lot of that life experience already, you know, as part of my journey. So it was easier for me to differentiate than maybe, you know, uh, the, the younger person just getting into it or, you know, that yeah. doesn't have the, the self-confidence or the awareness and, and uh, you know, allows their boundaries to be pushed. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay. This one is from on Instagram, PN underscore KDP. And he's wondering if there is a typical age of your clients. I would say, that's a tough one for couples. They tend to be a little bit younger, you know, they're okay. mid, mid twenties to mid thirties typically is kind of where the couples lie in and the single women that or not so single women. I don't know. Don't ask. Don't tell. Right. Um, not my business. <laughs> that engage my services, uh, tend to be, you know, that mid thirties to 60 plus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't say that there's a particular, you know, one particular, I, I, me personally, I think I would draw the line in maybe that early twenties, uh, you know, it starts to feel a little odd. A little young. Yeah. <laughs> that, that young, uh, you know, 
God, if you'd have told me 15 years ago, I was going to be like, oh, I don't know, if an early 20s girl, I don't know. <laughs> I slap myself silly. But, uh, we'll but, take it on a case-by-case basis. How about that? Yep, here we are, 44 <laughs> years old. <laughs> I have one from on Instagram, sit underscore with underscore kit, and they ask... Is there an agency that hire male escorts? Like, could you be part of an agency if you wanted to be? I've never been approached. I've never been asked. I've you never, never tried? Found? Yeah, it's never actually entered into my thought process. Okay. Um, but then again, I've been an entrepreneur basically all my life, and you know, I'm, I'm not sure that I'm employable even anymore. <laughs> <laughs> same, same, same. I, don't, I think my grade three teacher nailed it like all those years ago when she wrote on my report card does not play well with others. So yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, I've surrendered to the uh, yeah. I, I I I personally wouldn't be entertained uh, by working for an agency or doing anything but being completely independent and in control of my destiny. So yeah, totally. Totally, totally, and. Um, this is from Passion of Blue Roses on Instagram, and she asks, what is the strangest encounter you have ever had? <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> Anything jump to mind? Well, a couple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I will say that, you know, uh, freshly manicured nails and an, and an adventurous spirit for um, anything to do with below the belt is never a good idea. <laughs> yeah, me off the roof on that one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Today I was like trying to um, just trying to maneuver like some carabiners, like on like some handcuffs and with the carabiner attachment and I, I literally was like they expect us to have long nails and yet we have to do all these skills these fine motor skills like throughout this session like <laughs> how am I supposed to like somebody tell me how <laughs> I'm supposed to do this like it doesn't it make was, no uh, sense it, you know one of the one of the more awkward ones was a was a lady uh, we were we were engaged in having a really great time and a lot of fun mm-hmm. and then and when it was all said and done um she had burst blood vessels in both of her eyes whoa and, and and like it was an intense experience and <laughs> clearly <laughs> i felt like i felt really really bad and, and like yeah, yeah there was a possibility that she was gonna like you know temporarily lose sight in her eyes because the bleeding was starting to like, you know, anyway. What? <laughs> yeah. you, you fucked a woman blind? No, no, no God, no, no. I, um, no, the details of which, oh my goodness. So she was on her belly, handcuffed and squirting everywhere. And Oh, yeah, that was a little bit awkward because she 
you know, and she gets up and it's like, oh, whoa, what the <laughs> fuck? And she's looking at me like, what? I, it was great. I don't know. I still can't stand up. I feel like Bambi on ice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, my God. I love it. Um, <laughs> and here's just one I'm going to tack on the end here that's from me. Do you have, like, a favorite session that jumps to mind for you? Yeah. Well, you know, I, I wouldn't be able to narrow it down to just one mm-hmm. favorite session. But but it does happen, you know, where you have a real genuine connection. Uh, and, and you really can just appreciate being around each other just just for the simple fact that you're you're there with each other and you have this you know shared experience um, yeah you know uh, and it's not every time by you know by any stretch um, but those ones that 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 uh you know they this sounds super corny and lame but you know <laughs> you genuinely fall in love a little bit right? yeah it's yeah just this, you know it's this finite exercise in the and, and it's an intertwining of energy, and it's a, and, it, and instead of it being a give and take, it's a creation. And when that happens, it's really awesome. Very nice, good answer. And <laughs> did I win the gold star? You did. I'll give you a gold star next time we come to Toronto. <laughs> and um, maybe one one second final question for me, uh, <laughs> if if I may ask another. <laughs> is there something that you would like people to know about you uh, that might not be immediately apparent from like what they know, say if they look on your Twitter, is there something you want people to know about you? Well, just don't be scared, right? If you, yeah. if you're curious, uh, if you want to ask a question, uh, you know, if you want to reach out, if you're, if you're, you know, if you're considering engaging the services of a, a sex worker or a male professional, you know, just just take the leap. Yeah, you know, we've got this is a this is a one shot deal. We're in this we're in this for one time, and uh, I live I truly live an outrageous life <laughs> and, and a life that that the vast majority of people don't understand. You know, yeah. uh, I have a lot of fun, and uh, I I beg no quarter. I. Uh, and I would encourage anybody that listens to take that leap and to to be outrageous and live live life the way you want to on your terms. Yeah. I love that. Okay, so Steve, unfortunately, um, we got to be wrapping up. So I would love for you... You should always wrap up. That's a very good That's idea. very yes. safe. Yes, always. It's very responsible. Very. <laughs> if you Don't could... be silly. Wrap your willy. Um. <laughs> it is silly to not wrap your willy. It is. Right? So where can we contact you? Where can we find you? Do you want to drop your Twitter handle and any anywhere else you would like people to find you? Sure, yeah. You can find me on Twitter. Uh, you know, one of my adventurous forays. Uh, I'm stuck with my Twitter handle now. So it's uh, <laughs> uh, Rhino Guy Y-E-G. So Edmonton, of course, Rhino Guy. And uh, you can find me on uh, Discreet List and Discreet Escorts. I have my ads up there. Mm-hmm. I haven't gotten around to building a website yet, though I probably should. Mm-hmm. You know, 
It'll be like date the rhino or something like that. It'll be some corny bullshit, right? <laughs> I love it. Love it. <laughs> where where or did you can just contact uh, you know Lady Pam or you know just reach out to your local uh, you know sex worker community and I'm sure they can find you too. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much. This has been so lovely to talk to you. I, I'll I'll let you get back um, to your household. You're sitting in your car for this interview. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the, the the chaos and pandelirium of my house did not suit the interview well, so yes, that. I really enjoyed myself, and, and uh, you know, I hope I've been able to, you know, shed some light onto, uh, you know, the, the, the industry as, as my experience has been, and, and uh, you know, I can only speak for, for me and, and what I know and where I'm at, but, uh, you know, I really appreciate the opportunity, and fantastic to to meet you in toronto and i'm really looking forward to coming back and visiting and, and exploring that uh, amazing city oh amazing we'll love to have you back and i'd love to have you back on that stage as well so let me know next time you you come back into toronto okay yes ma'am no oh, yes ma'am that's right <laughs> so what have i got to tell you lovely folks about okay um you can go to the Bedpost Podcast on Instagram. You can go to Bedpost Erotica on Facebook. You can go to bedpost.ca, the website. Um, you can go to the Bedpost Sex Show on YouTube. You can go to patreon.com slash the Bedpost Show to give me your money. Um, and of course, uh, for my pro doming stuff, you can follow me at the Pim one on Twitter, where I'm most active. Uh, or you can follow me on Instagram at pim.lady. One huge last thank you to uh, Stephanie Copeland, who does all the original music for my podcast. And one other last huge thank you to my lovely guest today, Steve, the Rhino Guy. (laughs) Thank you so much, everyone that's been listening. If you have any questions, of course, you can always email me at thebedpostsexshow at gmail.com. We'll see you next week with another fantastic, fun, and sexy guest here in the studio talking about sex and sexuality. We'll see you next time, everybody. Bye! This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. So